0: All right, well, good afternoon this time to all of my beautiful apes out there. As usual, we are getting started a little bit later than we would like to here. Things have just been quite busy at the Daily Peel. As you guys can see, we're not coming at you live from the Daily Peel Global Headquarters today. I'm currently out in the woods. It's turkey hunting season. Got to feed my family for Thanksgiving on Thursday. So I'm out here, I'm trying to strangle these things barehanded and kill these turkeys and hunt them down uh, the old-fashioned way like they did way back in the day. So we're trying to keep tradition alive over here at the Daily Peel we appreciate you guys coming in and joining us. It is 12.20 p.m. Eastern Time here on Monday, November 20th, 2023. Like we said, it's the league leading up to Thanksgiving here. So we're on the woods hunting a little bit. But uh, we got some new stuff coming for you guys today. So, of course, in today's edition of the Daily Peel, we're going to be going over some of the earnings recap a little bit. So we've got about 94% of S&P companies in. We'll review those earnings and kind of the broader trends. We'll get into some earnings reports as well, like Gap and Expedia and a couple other big movers of the day. Then, of course, we'll get into the biggest story of the week that absolutely everybody is talking about, everything going on with OpenAI. We will even have some videos to show and some updates from that as well, just given that, uh, you know, we wrote this about 24 or so hours ago. A lot has happened in that time period, so we'll definitely be able to get into all of it. Before we do, though, new section, meme of the day. I mean, one of the most important things that we do at the Daily Peel, of course, is cover the commodities market, things like oil and natural gas and all that fun stuff. But the most important commodity in the entire world really is memes. So, of course, in order to make sure that we're keeping you guys abreast with everything relevant, financial markets, we're going to do a meme of the day. And today, I'm going to show you guys what I think is the ideal uh, kind of LinkedIn resume here. I mean, if your LinkedIn profile doesn't look like this, you have absolutely no shot of getting a job in finance. That's all I can tell you. If you didn't go to Wharton, Yale, Stanford, and Harvard, and maybe a couple others like Cornell, Columbia at the very least, I mean, you probably couldn't even get a job as a bank teller this day and age. So this is what it needs to look like. This guy is absolutely perfect. And I think some of the comments uh, absolutely, you know, nail this here. Hopefully there's nothing derogatory in these comments here. But, I mean, I think this guy nails it. It's the linked infinity stones. That's really what we need in this day and age. So thank you to Feuders for that comment. I mean, I don't know what that is, but it says something about North Korea. So let's just skip right up by. Somebody said average non-target student. Thank you to uh, Felicio et al. for that. But really just some great stuff going on over here with these memes and these comments so if you want to stay on top of the most important commodities in finance of course being memes definitely check out the wall street oasis instagram page uh luckily somebody a lot smarter and funnier than myself actually posted the instagram accounts there so you might actually be entertained in that sense now after going through some of those memes here let's go ahead and shift gears and focus back on markets so we are going to be talking a lot about what was going on on friday and kind of leading into the friday session but of course that's what over from the weekend all the open AI stuff we'll be starting to get into as well. But before we do, let's go ahead and start with the market snapshot here. So, as you all know, this week is going to be one of the busiest in the history of TSA. Every year, Thanksgiving is, and this year should be no exception from that. Uh, so, it's typically either the Friday or the Sunday after Thanksgiving is the single busiest day in the history of the TSA. Uh, so, definitely, if you're traveling this week, just be ready, get there early. <laughs> Please don't miss your flights, and we're trying to give you guys a heads up now just to make sure that everybody kind of stays on top of things. I know I cut it very close personally, making my return out of the Daily Peel Global Headquarters and getting into the forest here where I'm hunting down my turkeys. Um, So definitely don't be like me. You want to give yourself a little bit more wiggle room there. Speaking of wiggle room, markets did not have too much wiggle room on Friday, at least. So the Russell 2000 led the way, gaining 1.37%. But all the other major kind of uh, older brother U.S. indices, at least, were Somewhere in the range of 0.01 to about 0.2 percent, uh, so it really wasn't much moves going on. Now the daily peel, or excuse me, the WSO Alpha portfolio actually did gain about 0.32 percent on Friday. Well, it's certainly not much, but is 32 times the movement of the Dow. So I guess we get that to break about for now. Now moving on down below, Treasuries are pretty boring as well. Move broadly lower on the longer end of the spectrum, with the 10-year kind of basically being flat on the day and the two year mostly gained on the session as well. Really wasn't a whole lot going on over there, but we had some more auctions today, so I'm sure that's going to be interesting. Shout out to Shaquille O'Neal real quick. I mean, one of the hottest shimmies of all time. Then moving on down below to the banana bits. Obviously, we're going to get into this much more towards the very end of the conversation, but it, it just open up Twitter, and I'm sure you're going to find people freaking out about Sam Altman, Open OpenAI, and everything going on over there. Some of it much more unsavory than other parts, and uh, we'll try to handle that as delicately as possible here, but... Moving on, the there was a recent study in the Wall Street Journal where they basically looked into uh, holding the view as treasuries by foreign investors. Basically, our friends don't seem to want to hang out with us anymore. They don't seem to want to give us any credit anymore. So they've been drastically reducing their holdings of treasuries, shifting over to private investors here in the U.S. But moving on down below, and especially down below, all the way down to South America, we're going to Argentina here for a bit. It's quite the surprise this weekend as the libertarian, kind of far libertarian candidate Ended up winning the presidency. Now, I wasn't following this too, too closely, but I did get up to speed a little bit this weekend. So, Javier Malay is now the president of Argentina. Maybe it's Malay. Somebody can roast me in the comments about that. But it was quite the surprise that the far libertarian candidate won after the, uh, you know, it's been a, a little bit more left control in that country and in Central and South America a little bit more broadly. Uh, but then into, in our last minute the of the day, on the complete other side of the coin, we did have the tragic passing of Rosalind Carter. The 49th first lady and the wife to president jimmy carter who has been in hospice care for quite a while now he's still kicking but we'll see how much longer that lasts either way moving into today's macro story of the day there wasn't a huge release on friday nothing really too major coming up this week as well given that it's a holiday week here in the u.s but with all that in mind winter is coming that's one of the things that thanksgiving will remind us is that winter is right around the corner so it absolutely is coming not only temperature wise but for earnings as well so We're coming off a couple of weeks here of some very hot earnings reports. We've had thousands and thousands of reports each week for the past about a month or two or uh, however long it's really been. Now, FactSet does a deep dive into these earnings reports. Kind of every Friday, they pretty much publish one. We can go ahead and take a look at the earnings insight report from FactSet for this week. So this was published on November 17th, last Friday. They typically publish one every Friday. uh, But as they say here, there's not going to be another one this week, again, because of the holiday. So keep an eye out for that on December 1st. But this is where we got a lot of the information in today's report. So, as you can see here, 94% of S&P 500 companies have reported, 82% beating on earnings and 62% beating on revenue. And that was really the big story of the day from this report here, is that spread. So, a lot of companies are able to beat on the bottom line, which is what's more important to kind of value long-term investors looking to actually uh, get uh, get a glimpse at the earnings or kind of get a piece of those earnings in the long term. But only 62% beating on revenue. And if we scroll down a little bit, we can see that that's actually the lowest percentage beating on revenue since Q1 of 2020. Uh, so it has been quite a while since things have been this bad. But we summed up some of the highlights over here in the reports. Well, I don't I have to scroll through there and waste everybody's time. Uh, but So it is the lowest percentage of companies beating on sales since Q1 2020. Tough sign. I mean, that's not great for the market. That was back when March of 2020 happened and demand was absolutely eviscerated across the entirety of the economy. I don't know if I missed something here and there's some kind of horrific pandemic raging and we just haven't found it yet. It hasn't come across our radar, but something's clearly going on there as you know the demand is weakening. Uh it, the great irony of this report from Faxum, right? Was this last bullet here? Fewer companies are mentioning both inflation and recession for five five quarters straight. Uh, but with that said. The numbers are kind of giving us the opposite signal. You know, these companies, they did a great job slashing costs and following that Zuckerbergian playbook of just cut costs, cut jobs, basically get everybody out there who's not adding a positive ROI to the company, kick them out to the streets, get them the hell out of here. Uh, The remainder of the, uh, basically, pretty much everything else has been uh, kind of on the downside. You know, demand has definitely been slipping away, and we've seen that pretty much across the board. Now, we did get the largest uh kind of driver, the largest kind of helper to earnings growth annually from meta platforms themselves, Uh, adding further irony to this report here. But either way, it was a great kind of report, definitely worth spending some time looking into, as it was a big takeaway from earnings season. Now, like we said, again, sales declining, signals kind of a demand decline across the broader economy. However, these companies, I mean, this is the reason that you invest in stocks, right? It's because even in environments like this where demand is declining, these companies are still able to maximize shareholder value by cutting costs, cutting jobs, throwing people out on the streets, as all good companies do, and ultimately increasing their profits. So even with demand on the decline, they're still able to drive profits and create the shareholder value. And that's largely why we've seen markets actually up uh, this earnings season, despite things you know from a broader economic view arguably turning for the worse. Uh, but we'll see what happens there. You know, the next earnings season always is always less than three months away. So we'll definitely be back on top of that later, uh, but we'll keep you guys updated as always. Moving on down below to some of the reports of the week that we want you guys to be paying attention to. We got a report from the Gap. Uh, despite the fact that Kanye West is no longer their employee for obvious reasons that we don't have to get into here today, uh, Gap was still able to rise. So Yeezy's gone, but shares are still up. Earnings came in nearly three times estimate, posting $0.59 cents a share, while expectations were for just $0.20 cents a share. Really almost tripled what was actually expected. But like we said, with kind of the broader earnings report, uh, that is still down about 29% annually, with sales falling about 7% annually. So, despite the fact that this company saw demand weaken, they were able to kind of cut costs, and net income did ultimately fall, but not nearly by as much as the market was expecting, hence shares rising over 30%. Expedia Group is very similar. These guys have been the cool kid at school really since the end of kind of. Uh, the end of all those restrictions that were brought in from the pandemic and from COVID-19, Expedia, Booking.com, other travel-related names have been kind of skyrocketing. Basically, Evercore thinks you're going to want to add Expedia to your portfolio. Uh, They bumped up their price target. Now, it wasn't necessarily a uh, kind of great report or anything. They didn't give a whole lot of detail, but they did tell us that it's at an inflection point. And I'm sure pretty much everybody listening to this right now would love to go and work for Evercore. So definitely stay up to date on that. Maybe go check out the report. You can get yourself beefed up for that upcoming interview, I'm sure you have. What you definitely don't want to pay attention to or don't want to be holding in your portfolio, at least, is ChargePoint. Now, every time I look at this ticker, I think it's ChatGPT. And I'm like, when did ChatGPT IPO? But then I remember it's just this piece of shit, ChargePoint. So here we have one of those other garbage stocks. Uh, Blink and one of their competitors came out last week with, uh, I believe they had their earnings report. They absolutely killed it. They were still making money despite the fact that Tesla Superchargers kind of run the electric vehicle charging game for the time being, clearly ChargePoint doesn't as they were down nearly one-third of their entire value on Friday. But they didn't even report earnings. That's not even what did it. They don't report until about December 6th, I believe it's going to be. Uh, what they did was give a heads up about how terrible those earnings are set to be. So they had been projecting 150 to $165 million in top-line revenue. That's been bumped down to 108 to $113 million. Mr. Market absolutely threw up when he saw that. I mean, it's completely unacceptable from my view. So... Definitely something to pay attention to over there is how garbage all of these electric vehicle and kind of uh, green energy stocks have turned into since, you know, quantitative tightening was instituted. j really does hate the environment as much as he hates your portfolio, I guess. Um, and that's why we saw those climate protesters pretty recently come into that uh, meeting of his. And if you missed that video, by the way, go check it out. Just Google JPAL climate protesters, I'm sure it'll come up. You get to hear the Fed chair actually drop the effort. Not something you get to see every day, so if you missed it, go check it out. Moving on down below, we got another piece of shit and applied materials. So on Friday, this company was falling apart because of its relationship uh, basically with China and a little bit too cozy of a relationship with the Department of Justice at least. They announced on Friday a dreaded probe into the company. Trust me on this, companies are probably the only organization in the world that can probe more than you do. Uh, but still, especially when that's from the Department of Justice, it's going to be pretty awful. The irony comes in when he realized this was just a day after... Corporate America tech executives, especially, opened up their arms to Xi Jinping. I mean, it seemed like he was going to be their new best friend. He's coming over and staying in their guest house, probably hanging out with their wives and children as well. Uh, but still, they were given a big fat applause on Friday. And then just a couple hours later, the DMJ opened an investigation into applied materials as a semiconductor stock uh, over their relationship with the China and potentially going around some of those export patrols that were tried to institute. Moving on to the story that everybody has been talking about all weekend long, this is really the only thing that matters in markets going into Monday, uh, and that is Funked AI. So there's really no other way to put it. We saw some great headlines out there. Personally, my favorite one was control alt delete That was from J.P. Morgan, and I think that guy deserves a Pulitzer Prize for coming up with a headline like that. Whoever did it, phenomenal uh, job over there. Wish we were that clever, but instead we just went with Funked AI because you know it's a lot more crude and gross-sounding, and that fits Exactly our vibe here at The Daily Peel. Now, to give you guys kind of a brief rundown of what happened, uh, everything was cool, everything was fine on Thursday. Friday came around right around 3.30 p.m. The news was released that OpenAI and their board announced Sam Altman from its position as the CEO. Obviously, everything was immediately set on fire from there. Uh, Even chief investors like Microsoft uh, and Thrive Capital being OpenAI's two largest investors, they had absolutely no idea what was going on until about a minute before the actual firing. Satya Nadella said they found out about Microsoft found out one minute before it was actually happening. Obviously, they've been scrambling since then to get Sam back in the position because they love this guy. Not everybody can create $90 million of shareholder value within a couple of months. And that's exactly what Sam Altman did. So naturally, the biggest investors in the company are clamoring to have him back in. Uh, We do have a little bit of an update here. So we've seen a lot of stuff has been happening in the past 24 hours or so. As we can see, it's about 1234 p.m. Now, you guys can see here, I wrote this at 1214 p.m. yesterday. Uh, but like I said, we do have a little video here today. We're trying out a new feature. Uh, it's going to be from Bloomberg, part of their interviews. So definitely feel free to go ahead and check that out. Uh, but we're going to pull that up now. Is Talk it? to us about what this appointment would mean from the board. Why Emmett Shear? Well, this is all very fast change. So Emmett Shear, this announcement came through, at least the reporting came through from our team on the ground in San Francisco about 30 minutes ago. And this was after overnight, as you were saying, we were looking at these negotiations uh, between the board and Sam Altman. Someone was actually in the offices of OpenAI over the weekend. So now, as you say, we have the news that Emmett Shear, formerly the CEO of Twitch up until the early part of this year, has been appointed as the CEO. It's quite the dramatic turnaround given that we were reporting on the fact that the board and sam altman were negotiating over potentially his uh, return uh Emmett Shear, we know that he co-founded uh, justin tv a video platform and then yeah. so as you guys can see there lots been going on in the interim they do have that new ceo appointed we'll see how long that actually lasts because uh the board the ceo ultimately all the employees at the company do ultimately work for the shareholders so those really are the people who are in charge. As we said here, the shareholders are starting to flex their muscles. But like they also said there, Sam Altman was at OpenAI this weekend, and he took the world's cringiest selfie to show us all that he was there. I mean, this is the most cringy, most millennial thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, just look at how locked in this face looked. If you wanted to see this from the other side, don't worry. He recently retweeted whoever was sitting across from him as he took that photo, uh, because One of the main requirements of being a CEO in Silicon Valley is pure and straight narcissism. And so obviously you can see that in spades from people like this, even though it's not nearly as bad as it is for a lot of other people. Pretty much anything who says something nice about OpenAI is going to get a quote tweet from Sam with a heart. Uh, So if you're fishing for likes and comments out there like you should be in this day and age, definitely feel free to shout out one of those. Even Ilya is getting into it here. Uh, But as you guys saw with the Bloomberg report, basically where they stand right now, the board has brought in a new CEO we can't imagine that Microsoft and Thrive are going to be too happy with that. But stay tuned because Sam very well could be announcing a new venture, or kind of the next steps, uh, pretty much at any time. We're just waiting to hear that. But if we go over into PolyMarket, this is a peer-to-peer betting service, uh, not necessarily one that we endorse or that we use or anything, but it's a great kind of service to show the w- what people are thinking of the odds for certain things. So SamDak, a CEO of OpenAI, currently has basically a 35% chance of happening by this market-weighted kind of bet. Uh, you can go in here and throw money on these things. So feel free to do that if you want to. But take a look at these. odds. Uh, basically, just take a look at the odds first. Odds St. announces a new company by November 4th, about a 6% chance right now. I didn't mean to click on that, but those spreads, I mean, you can get a nice return with odds like that. Emmett Shear, CEO of OpenAI, will he still be that by the end of the week? We'll see. But obviously, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. And you can definitely throw around some bets there. You guys know we're all about the degeneracy. So obviously, got to bring you these opportunities. To build that generational wealth for you and your family just remember you're always one minute away from financial freedom and that could be today over on polymarket but definitely stay tuned with the open ai stuff pretty crazy what's going on right now uh and it's almost certain that it's going to be different by the end of the day today so definitely want to stay tuned i mean really if you have twitter opened up you shouldn't follow it. now finishing off with the quote of the day from david tepper the key is to wait sometimes the hardest thing to do is to do nothing very similar to the idea that Jesse Livermore brings up in the reminiscence of a stock operator, one of the greatest traders of all time. One of the hardest things to do in finance and in investing is to sit and wait. Uh, and especially, you know, from us here at the Daily Peel, the equivalent of that is it's pretty difficult for me to sit and shut my mouth. So make sure to let me know how wrong I was on everything here. And maybe it'll actually be shut at some point. But either way, very happy to be spending the time out here with you guys in the woods while I'm turkey hunting. I think you got pretty good odds at this one right here. His neck looks right for the snapping. Uh, so we'll try to get that to my family as something to eat on Thanksgiving. But best of luck to all of you out there who don't have a turkey yet. If you're not from the United States as well, maybe eat a turkey anyway. It's a great uh, source of protein. tastes great as well. Just make sure you include the gravy so it's not too dry. But for the time being, I'll see you guys tomorrow and hope you have a great rest of your day. And thanks to you, my listeners at Wall Street Oasis. If you have any suggestions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to send them my way. Patrick at WallStreetOasis.com. And until next time.